welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is a podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. If I sound any different today, it is because I'm recording from a hotel room in Seattle where my husband and I are on a quick trip to celebrate a big milestone in his college best friend's son's life. So this has been really, really fun. And I have snagged the opportunity to bring on a special guest, which we'll get to in just a minute. But before we do that, I just wanted to I have a few planner piece segments built up and they're fantastic. And so I did not want to do this episode without including one of them. And this one comes from Ursula, who gave me permission to use her beautiful name. It was such a unique name that I didn't want to do it without her letting me, but she said it was okay. And she has a unique system that she has going on. So I am going to share her note. She writes, first of all, congratulations on the New York Times shout out. Yes, the best laid plans is all about the psychology of planning and how to develop a system that works for your brain. Your podcast gives listeners permission to find the system that works best for them without needing to follow any one system. Since listening to your podcast, I've thought a lot about my planner piece, and I think I was looking for peace inside a particular planning system when all along I was finding my own piece inside the system I created for myself. I use a vertical weekly planner and I'm always looking for a portable A5 size because I carry it with me always. I like to have enough room and pages for my weekly dinner menu, monthly budgeting, and planning out my daily outfits, which takes so much stress off of my getting ready routine in the mornings, in addition to tracking family schedules and my to-dos. I'm currently in a commit 30 standard size, but have a sheet plans undated weekly and a scribbles that matter dot cross planner to consider for 2023. My husband and I share a digital calendar to track his work commitments and family events. And finally, another key to my system is using a blank notebook for brain dumps, mapping out a particularly full week, grocery lists, and random notes, which sometimes end up in my weekly planner and sometimes don't. Having the freeform space to write stuff out really helps calm and ground my brain. I love this. I love this system. I love that it's very simple. I mean, she currently has a weekly planner going on from Commit 30, which is a really interesting brand. I think I did a review. I know I did one on the shoebox, but I don't know that I did it on the podcast and maybe I'll have to do it at some point. And then she has a notebook and I got to say, notebooks can be a very underrated source of planner piece because you can do anything with a notebook. I know Amanda from Amanda's Favorites, even though she loves planners, she often uses a blank notebook as well. So thank you, Ursula. Thank you for congratulating me. Thank you so much for sharing your system. And I absolutely agree with you that planner piece does not exist in any one particular system, but we can all make it for ourselves. All right. And with that, I am going to bring on this interview. I hope you enjoy it. It was really, really fun to record. I am so excited to welcome a guest that I have been wanting to have on this podcast for quite some time, but he can be kind of hard to come by. He's a little unavailable at times. No, I'm just kidding. My husband is our guest today. His name is Josh Unger. He is a vascular surgeon, and we have been together since 2002 as a couple, which means- 20 years. That's a really long time. And I'm so excited to bring him on to talk a little bit about his planning system because I do think I've had a little bit of influence over these many years we've been together, but he also does a lot of things very differently. So welcome. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited. So- Tell everybody about your planner stack. We have it right here. What is your system currently? All right. I have it here. I keep it in my bag that I take to work every day. I'm going to need some help explaining it. (laughs) My main thing is a Filofax 8 ring A5 thing. Is that what it's called? (laughs) It's it's like a 
flexible cover, A5 sized, eight ring binder type system with dividers that you have. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, purchased to. My paper is grid paper. Yes, your paper is dot grid paper, paper that is probably from Philofox. I'm yeah. guessing. Okay. And it has four sections. The first section is my nested goal section. Woohoo! So right. I I think we did this on a retreat back in like November yeah. where we went through your current to-do list, which was like five sheets of paper. It was like <laughs> nuts. And it was like all in it was just it looked like a David Allen list with just like everything in like no specific order. But we divided it up by priorities. We got rid of some stuff and I helped you make a quintiles list. Is the list you're looking at from fall of of 2021. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I haven't changed it. The long-term goals are still valid. <laughs> well, it's a great list. It I looks like some stuff off. you did cross some stuff off, but that's so funny because it and means it, that it sort of worked, but it sort of didn't. So yeah. I, I need some accountability with this plan. Like I need, I need to like have a quarter quintile meeting with you that you were like, say like, Oh, you're doing a great job. Now do the next one. You're doing a great job. Okay, great. Now okay. do your next one. <laughs> <laughs> my next file is my uh, running section, which I I intermittently run and don't run for like years. And then when I am running, I'm very intense about it and write down everything. By the way, he fills out this dot grid paper in a very... I don't think he's spent a lot of time on bullet journal Instagram, but it kind of looks like he does by the way it looks. Very minimal, very kind of looks engineering-like, but very much in the bullet journal vein. I'll just I'll just add that in there. All right. And then my um, other file, my next one is like my hobbies, like okay. um, music and beer brewing, that kind of thing. Okay. Oh and my. then the last one in here is, is my David Allen inspired. reference bullet journal. Bullet journal? Is that what I have? Like I have like a list of shows that I, movie sh movies I want to watch, books I want to read. Each has a separate page. Yes. I would call that, yeah, your like reference collection. Yeah. Or bullet journalists would call it their collections pages. David Allen might call it reference. And I think you have some of your someday maybe stuff buried in there yes. as well. So that's my planner. That's your main planner, okay. I guess I would say. Okay. But and it's not your calendar. No, it's my specifically calendar. specifically not your calendar. Okay. I'm very, I love this calendar. It's a, something that I purchased at Office Max or Office <laughs> Depot for like $10. And it's the most simple it's called at a glance day minder for the year. And it has a month. One month is one page and it is the size of what? Like a checkbook. Yeah. It's really small. And I think it's very funny that I use all these crazy fancy planners and use something so minimal, but it really does do the job. I got to say. So each month I put like what day I'm on call and then that's in one color. And then if I'm like have a meeting, I have to go into that's red. That's in the red color. Okay. And then if I'm a day off, it's green so that I can go through and like calculate how many days I took off that, that year and how many I have left. Oh, I didn't know you did that. That's great. Like sometimes I use it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also use Google Calendar because we have a shared Google Calendar where I've mentioned this before. If we have something that I need him to know about, like, I don't know, I planned our kid's birthday party or whatever. I put that on there. So how do you integrate your Google? Do you write down what's on Google calendar to that? Or do you just kind of like look at both sources most days? I can't say I'm very consistent about it. But if I, I mean, every day I look at my calendar, Google calendar, because it has my cases that I have scheduled sort of built onto there. That's when I'm in clinic. And then I also have the calendar in the work email, like the work calendar, Epic. 
it like tells you that's like your true daily schedule. Like, wait, but, your Google Calendar pulls from your Outlook to put your cases on there? Wait, um, let me say how <laughs> is this? I don't know how to explain this. Okay. Epic is the computer system yes. we work at work. And like, if I'm going to work that day, I look at Epic and I say, oh, I have these three cases to do. Okay. That's in, that's like chiseled in stone. Like it's, of course, it's in that's the, your heart the, landscape. A, that's like the heart. That's like the but hospital. That's not in your Google calendar. But then like, if I'm in the clinic and I'm looking three weeks out, I have a work outlook calendar it's outlook, where I yeah. say like, this is where I'm going to post the case. Cause sometimes that gets moved around two or three weeks ago in advance. And that one's like my flexible calendar. So I don't have it in my day minder. Work stuff is totally separate from day minder. So if you send me like a invitation to a party, I look and I say in my mind, oh, okay, that's on a Saturday and I'm off or not off. doesn't matter. It's not going to affect my schedule on my day minder. If there's like a, if we're going to dinner on a weeknight or something, I might have to put that in my day minder. And then sometimes I put it in my work calendar saying, don't schedule a case here. Got it. If that makes sense. And just to clarify, your work calendar, that's Outlook, but you can also see that in your Google Calendar? Probably. Uh, on my phone, I can see three calendars. All of them integrated. Okay. I see my personal calendar, which you don't see, but I don't really put that much stuff on there, if anything, these days. And, and then, then see our joint, our one, joint and then calendar. You see your work stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah, that is the beauty of the digital to be able to pull in multiple and be able to see them all at once. I do see the appeal. But I think they kind of come with a disadvantage sometimes in that when you have too many things layered, you don't actually know what you're actually doing or what takes priority. And that's where I think paper comes into play. So, But I would say that of this, this my planner that I'm holding here in my hand, I don't really look at it all the time. <laughs> or I didn't used to look at it until I started running again this last couple of months. And then I pull it out, put my run in it. And then um, now I'm like seeing it a little more. So for, okay. for better or for worse. And we'll get... In the question later, we'll talk about what you were thinking about kind of changing up so that you maybe looked at it a little yes, bit more. Yes, yes. Okay. But first, tell so, everybody about our mini retreats. Oh, okay, great. Well, I would say our mini retreat by looking at this planner happened like a year ago. Our last one. Which was in Vero Beach, I guess. We've had other We've had other, but we didn't ones. like sit down and like look yes. at the calendar and write it all out. We did some, but yeah. So I guess maybe three times a year or something. We've gone on a short vacation, like two to three days without the kids. And that gives us the time to sort of like get in a a relaxed day. Like it takes one or two days to get relaxed. And then we're able to like sit down and think in a, otherwise I'd be like half tired, half asleep and trying to plan. And that wasn't, that's not very good and half distracted. And so, so when we go on these retreats, we can like plan out the year. So this time, right before we had this interview, we uh, went through the whole year and I wrote down in my day minder, I wrote down the 2023 plans. And then when I get my new day minder for next year, which I guess I'm kind of excited to get now, I can start putting it into that. But yeah, I, on my last it. page, I put plan for the next year. That's like your little placeholder. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this trip, we... I think we tend to do this like towards the end of a calendar year. We'll start to really think through the next year. So we've planned a lot of our vacation days. Both of us do have to kind of block off days in advance or else it becomes kind of an emergency that didn't have to be an emergency, (laughs) I guess. So we kind of blocked out for the most part. We didn't get to kind of like holidays 2023 yet because I think we have some time to deal with that. But otherwise, we have a lot of it figured out. It gives us stuff to look forward to. It helps with our 
financial planning because a lot of these things cost money and we have to think about, you know, where those funds are going to come from or whether we can really fit everything in that we want to do. And it's so helpful to actually have like the time and space to do this thoughtfully rather than just kind of like layering things on, I guess, in a more haphazard fashion. I don't know. I love our I agree. Yeah. I want to schedule, <laughs> schedule it for next year. Schedule more of them. And sometimes we troubleshoot like what's not working. Like we were talking a little bit about Josh has a ton of paperwork for work. And like, I was trying to coach him, I guess, for lack of a better term of like how to help him do that in a more seamless way. And we'll just talk about like, if there's a certain struggle going on at home, like I know we've done this related to bedtime or our mornings, we've thought right, through right. them in more detail. So that's a great thing to do. When on you a say we, I sort of feel like you might've solved it and I helped. Yeah, but your help was very valuable. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're going to take a quick break. So we will be right back in just a minute. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick and what I'm hoping to wear all season is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. So for next year, now that we're back, do you have a particular planning focus that you're thinking about or anything you want to do differently? Perhaps for my influence, perhaps not (laughs) in your current system. I mean, I will try to like look at my planner more often now and look at the weekly goals to try to get more accomplished in a less haphazard fashion. Because this last year and like even before that, my planning strategy was like, I'd be at work and I'd think of something that I need to do for the week. And I like write it down on my list of patients that I am rounding on that day on the back. And like, sometimes if I write, write it down three days in a row and I'm like, shoot, I got to do that. Like, then I <laughs> end up doing it. And that's not like the best planning strategy, probably for most people. And I think you suggested that I have a, a weekly planner and I write everything down. But I, I resisted that. I questioned that because I didn't think it would work for me. And you said, and I said, I want to make a sticky note. And yes. a sticky note of the three or four more th- most important things I need to do for that week. And you said, as long as you make a new sticky note every week and look at it every week. And then you suggested I pick a day and time to do it. And I came up with one a day that I was going to do it. So, <laughs> okay. And hopefully that doesn't sound 
like I'm the meanest boss no, you're not, you're target great. ever. <laughs> Josh gets a ton done, by the way. Like it all does happen. I don't know that it happens in the most stress-free way. And I'm trying to help it be a little easier for all parties involved. But I think the missing piece, because again, he's like doing it all and he has these kind of detailed lists, but the piece that was missing, and I think is missing with a lot of people, honestly, is like, when do you look at that list and actually prioritize for the more immediate future? And I think the only way that's likely to happen is that if that is truly like hard landscape calendared in that at this particular time, and he identified a day of the week that tends to be a little bit slower in the mornings. So he could actually be like, that's it. I actually think he should set a phone alarm that's like, create your weekly sticky note. And I love the idea of a sticky note. So yeah, I, I live and die by my whole weekly spread and I have my list of goals to the side. But I totally understand why that's not necessary and might not work for him. So I think the idea of sticking a little sticky note that you replace weekly on top of your quintiles list, and you can note that I'm having him skip the monthly list that I tend to do because I think with him, less is more. I think that'll be a really effective strategy. Can't I'm excited to, to see how it works. So you'll have to report back. Okay. In our next retreat. Sounds good. Hopefully Amazing. it's not a year from now. Well, any words of advice? My last question. Josh is a questioner in the Gretchen Rubens for tendencies. Sorry, Gretchen Rubens. Her last name is not, it's Rubin, not Rubens. But in her four tendencies framework, there is upholder, there is questioner, there is obliger, and there is rebel. Upholders tend to meet outer and inner expectations. Questioners respond more to inner and less to outer. Obligers respond more to outer and then rebels kind of struggle with both and like to do their own thing. I don't know if you've even taken the quiz because questioners always resist taking the I quiz. I took the quiz. You took the quiz. Questioner. Okay. Questioner. You. Yeah. You got I only questioner. respond to my own moral compass and don't respond to somebody telling me something that I have to do that I don't think makes sense. And so my question here, because I am an upholder and I recognize that sometimes my advice may be tinged with things that are going to work more for people who lean in that direction. Do you have any particular things that work for you as a questioner? Yeah, I'm struggling with this question. (laughs) You know, do I have advice? I don't really think I should be giving any advice to anybody about planning or anything. I can save my system. So my advice is listen to Listen to listen to, best listen to Sarah. <laughs> listen to Sarah. That's my advice. I mean, it sort of helped me throughout my life. I mean, it's, you know, uh, listening to Sarah and like her suggestions are, you know, have worked out. Like, don't keep every single homework that you ever did in your life at any class or college. You're like, you have a whole, you have a whole shelf full of papers you're never going to look at. It's like, okay, that was good advice. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> okay, fine. You're right. I'm sure you've influenced me in many, many ways throughout our 20 years as well. Actually, I know that you have, but maybe more of the planning organization has come from my end. That's probably true. Well, I'm going to give advice from you, which is that you can make your system work for you. So just how I, you know, I have my own way. I like to do monthly. I like to lay things out a certain way. I think questioners can take parts that work and leave the parts that don't. That's a good advice. And that's what I've seen kind of play out for you. And I, as an upholder, have had to learn to respect that and understand that you do have to, flexibility is important because people like to plan differently, brains work differently. And so I guess that's what I've learned from you. Yeah. Take the system and then do what you think is what makes sense to you, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy it. Yeah. (laughs) That's my advice. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on Best Laid Plans. I'm so excited that we finally got you, snagged you as a guest, and perhaps we'll do some live reporting from our next retreat in 2023. <laughs> thank you. Well, that was so much fun. I think that was the first time Josh has been on Best Laid Plans. He has been an official guest on Best of Both Worlds before. I'll have to link to that episode. He did a wonderful job. I do have a tradition of bringing my loved ones and family members into my various podcasts. And I hope you all enjoy listening to them every once in a while because I really do learn so much from them. And my husband in particular has been just such an interesting person to study in terms of planning because he does think very, very differently from me. And I can see how some of the things I do work really, really well for him and some of them absolutely fall flat. So it's really wonderful to get to learn from him as well. All right. Well, I wanted to mention one more thing at the end of this episode. I already did a little announcement on my blog, theshoebox.com, but I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast yet, although I've kind of teased it. We are going to be officially opening Best Laid Plans Academy in January of 2023. And this is going to be kind of a really fun and interactive course where you will get to work with me over the course of about three months there's going to be seven live sessions with a lot of material to do on the side between each session. A lot of it's optional, but if you want to really, really put all the pieces of your life together and work on getting to your planner piece and goal setting piece and more in 2023, I think you'll really enjoy joining me for Best Laid Plans Academy. I don't have the dates completely solidified at this point, but tentatively, the first session kickoff is going to be mid-January, and I may do like a little fun early bird celebration kickoff at the end of 2022 for those that have signed up. So if you'd like more information, the best way is to get on my newsletter. And in fact, I just created a page, theshoebox.com slash BLPA, where if you sign up for my newsletter that way, if you're not already a subscriber, you'll actually be identified as someone interested in learning more about Best Laid Plans Academy specifically. So please go ahead and sign up that way. Don't worry if you're already signed up for my newsletter in general, I'll be including a link so that you can end up getting on the kind of interest list for Best Laid Plans Academy as well. But I would be so excited to have some dedicated listeners to get to go through the very first iteration of this course with me. I am going to accept only a limited number of people because I want it to run really, really smoothly since this is the first time I'll be doing it. And the pricing, um, it, this is a paid experience, but I'm going to be pricing this particular cohort the lowest it's likely ever to be priced. So if you're interested in being kind of like a pilot inaugural member of Best Laid Plans Academy, I would absolutely love to have you. So again, go to theshoebox.com slash BLPA and you can get on the newsletter list to find out more. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this really fun episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And I will be back next week with some planner reviews and I have some really fun guests in the pipeline as well. In the meantime, have a wonderful week and thank you so much for listening. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.